This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Welcome to Reporters Without Orders. We are here this week again with a panel of four. Our in-house journalist reporter Nidhi will not be joining us. She is pursuing a story in the state of Jammu and Kashmir, so she's on the move. Here on the panel, we have Cherry. Hello. Rohin. Hello. Amit. Hello. And we have a guest from The Quint, a young journalist by the name of Meghnath Bose. He has worked with CNN News 18 as a correspondent. He also worked on documentary uh, on rape in Haryana, which is online now. And you can see the link below. And he broke a story on the CBSE 12th exam results with a magic mark. What is that about? Uh, basically, it was about how the CBSE was unfairly moderating the marks, unfairly and unequally moderating the marks of its students, the CBSE and the ISC, in fact, which is what led to the story, led eventually to all these national, to all these state boards and national boards saying that they will not moderate marks anymore. And how did you get the story? Are you at liberty to tell us? Or was it some inside Yeah, so the, so, so the thing was that uh, there was a data scientist who had observed the, a very odd marking pattern that okay. an unbelievably high number of students hmm. in CBSE were getting the number 95. Uh, okay. In fact, it was so crazy. If I can just give you the numbers, hmm. the other numbers were got by like 50,000, 60,000 number of people. So, say for example, the numbers 91, 92, 93, 94, all these numbers, 60, 70,000 people were getting. And that was like the range. And the number 95 was got by 1,95,000. Wow number of times so it was just unbelievably high mm. and then we did digging and we realized the CBC adopts this absolutely almost moronic system mm. is that they increase people's marks arbitrarily mm. and they stop doing it at 95 because if you're increasing 85 to 95 you can't make 95 105 95. so it just ends and they there. do this for up to 16 to like 14 yeah, this, to 16 this moderation marks. has been done for you when I was in school it was yeah, yeah but this is like if you're increasing 16 marks that means 79 is becoming 95. Right. No, I remember because my mother, you know, being a teacher, she used to get some of the, uh, you know, you get board exam papers to mm-hmm. mark. So they used to be, uh, when she used to be marking them, I'd check them out. And sometimes she'd get them from, you know, all over the country. Mm-hmm. So some places, the English paper, the English was so poor that they would actually write in the English essay, they would write Hindi in Roman alphabet. So they'd, so the guy who was writing an essay, suppose it was, you know, my day at the railway station, the 10th, or phir, and then I went, TT ne mujhe bola, pehchan logi bag apna. It was written in. So I was like, how are these guys going to pass? I mean, because like hundred of these papers, they're all like that. She says, well, 80% of them will pass because once the marking happens here, it goes back to the center. Yeah. They can't make 50% people fail. Yeah. So to make the ones who've, you know, got in the maybe 28, 30, to make them pass, they moderate all the marks, everything else. She says, that's why duffers like you get 90. Otherwise... You are not that league. You may have got 75, 78. And it's it's so illogical. Like, say, for example, in ISC, which is the other big national board, right? Uh, there are, s- like, some 24 numbers between uh, 40 and 100, which nobody has got in any subject in si- for a period of seven years till we broke oh, the so story. Those, those numbers are the ones that nobody scores. Nobody gets. 81, 82, 84, 86, 87, 89... These nobody are numbers, nobody. Them. 91, 93, nobody. So, mm. like, what? what is the logic behind just randomly... So, this? on this podcast, as you know, Meghna, the format is we ask everyone to give us one story or issue that did not get enough attention and should have, and one story or issue that got too much attention and should not have. 
So may I start with Cherry? What do you have for us this week, Cherry? Uh, I don't want to speak categorically about what was covered and what wasn't covered, but I do want to speak about a piece that the Sunday Guardian published by Suni Sushil Pandey. It should not Pandey. have been published. Absolutely, and the piece. It first, it shouldn't have been published, and second, the editor is still defending the piece, saying that it's the reporter's right to write fiction. And once you've given that disclaimer, it's okay. But what the piece is doing, it's using actual facts and actual events of the eight-year-old uh, Kathwa girl's rape and murder, and it's totally delegitimizing the entire sequence of events. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. And if you've made that mistake of publishing such a story, you need to retract it. But if you continuously defend it, knowing that it's fake and knowing that you're pushing out a story that will be uh, peddled forward as an untold truth about the Kathwa case, it's it's just going to derail. And justice. also, I think some people are defending it as satire. I, I don't see what is the satirical bit in that. I mean, I, I've written satire for almost a decade in my life, but yeah, I was blown away by the idiocy of that piece and uh, that people of this caliber can become editors of a national newspaper is actually a sad commentary on on us all i mean not to say that all other industries there are all sorts of geniuses at the top there are idiots at the top everywhere but in the media it's more in the public eye so i think in satire is very different from using actual events Absolutely. to delegitimize a sequence Absolutely. of events no. And um, so that, of course, shouldn't have got published. Is there anything that you thought happened around the country that did not get enough coverage and needed to? I think to? it was uh, the fire at the Rohingya camp where 50 shanties were burned down. Yes. Even though it was reported upon, mm. I thought it didn't receive enough coverage as to what is going to happen to these people. It was a few now. minutes report. Yes. It wasn't like the wall-to-wall. That it wasn't gets. a wall-to-wall coverage. Right. Though I think if it was Salman Khan's house, they would have given it enough coverage. Right. Rohin. I will talk about this on Rohingya shelter. Because I was there. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sorry to cut in, Rohin. On the Sunday Guardian piece, Manisha has done a, a, a piece on that. You can read it. The link is below on News Laundry. And uh, Rohin, uh, when you were there, you filed the report on that. Is it already online? Haan, it's online. So you can see Rohin's report from there as well. तो ये आग रविवार को सुबह तीन बजे लगी तीन बज के दस मिनट पे लोगों को ये नहीं मालूम चल पा रहा है कि आग किसी ने लगाई या आग खुद से लगी पुलिस का वर्जन ये है कि आग शॉर्ट सर्किट से लगी लेकिन वहाँ के लोग ये बोल रहे हैं कि हमारे पास ऐसी वायरिंग है नहीं जिससे शॉर्ट सर्किट हो सकती है दिल्ली सरकार की तरफ से जो सिविल डिफेंस फोर्स वहाँ पहुँची है उनका पहला जो प्रिलिमिनरी रिपोर्ट है उसमें वो कह रहे हैं कि रात में किसी ने कचरे में आग लगाई थी और वो आग धीरे धीरे बढ़ गई है लोगों को ये नहीं समझ में आ रहा है वहाँ पे ये हार्ड टू बिलीव है लोगों के लिए कि ये आग कचरे की वजह से छोटे से एरिया में हम रह रहे हैं और अगर धुआं हो रहा था तो हम लोगों को मालूम कैसे नहीं चलता और ये अचानक से सडनली हाँ सडनली वो पाँच दस मिनट में सब कुछ जल के खाक हो गया और उसमें सबसे सैडनिंग पार्ट ये है कि लोग अपने डॉक्यूमेंट्स जो होते हैं उनके बर्मीज आई कार्ड जो थे और जो यूएन के तरफ से उनको जो रिफ्यूजी आई कार्ड्स मिले थे वो सारे बर्न हो गए हैं तो टेक्निकली अब वो इलीगल हैं और इसमें एक और मज़ेदार बात है कि नौ अप्रैल को सुप्रीम कोर्ट में एक पी की सुनवाई के दौरान दीपक मिश्रा की बेंच ने सेंटर को ये बोला कि आपने क्या पब्लिक कम्युनिटीज़ वहाँ पे उपलब्ध कराई हैं आप इसका एक स्टेटस रिपोर्ट चार वीक के अंदर डालिए तो उसकी हेयरिंग 9 मई को होनी थी जो भी हरियाणा और दिल्ली के अंदर रोहिंग्या रिफ्यूजी कैंप्स हैं लेकिन ये जो सबसे बड़ा रिफ्यूजी कैंप था उसमें ही आग लगी इसमें छियालीस घर थे तीन बल्ली से बने हुए अभी इसमें 
एक आदमी इंजर्ड है सीवियर इंजरी उसकी है और इसमें करीब 230 लोग रह रहे थे जिसमें 70 मेल 68 फीमेल और 90 बच्चे हालांकि अभी कुछ फाउंडेशंस हैं और जामिया के स्टूडेंट्स हैं डी के स्टूडेंट्स हैं जो अपने स्तर पे हेल्प कर रहे हैं वहाँ पे आई सी एंड इज एनी रिपोर्ट और इशू दैट यू थॉट गॉट मेजर प्रोमिनेंस ऑन द फ्रंट पेज और प्राइम टाइम दैट डिड नॉट डिजर्व इट नहीं ऐसा कुछ नहीं लेकिन सोशल मीडिया पे जो कठुआ और कठुआ को लेके जो अलग अलग प्रोपोगंडा चल रहा है उसको रोका जाना चाहिए और मतलब बहुत इंसेंसिटिव है वो कि आप मतलब एक लॉयर की तरफ से लोग चला रहे हैं कि दस क्वेश्चन है उसमें और वो बिल्कुल चार्जशीट को कॉन्ट्राडिक्ट करता है उस लॉयर की क्रेडिबिलिटी ये है वो फीमेल लॉयर हैं और उनकी क्रेडिबिलिटी बस इतनी है कि वो उन्होंने निर्भया केस को फॉलो किया है फॉलो किया है फॉलो किया मतलब फॉलो किया मतलब वो बहुत उसको रीड कर रही थी और यही राइट विंग के जो लोग हैं इनके लिए बहुत बड़ी क्रेडिबल स्टांस है कि वो निर्भया के केस को फॉलो कर रही थी और उसमें जितनी एक एक उसमें बहुत इंसेंसिटिव बात ये लोग कह रहे हैं कि जो लापता होने का इश्तहार अखबार में छपा था उसमें लड़की की फ़ोटो में जो लड़की ने कपड़े पहन रखे हैं वही कपड़े वो जब बॉडी उसकी मिली है तो वही कपड़े हैं तो लोग ये उसमें क्वेश्चन वो लॉयर ये कर रही हैं कि मरने के पहले उनके पेरेंट्स को कैसे वो कपड़े में फ़ोटो उन्होंने खींची थी क्या उसके पास एक ही कपड़ा था इस तरह के क्वेश्चंस वो सर्कुलेट कर रहे हैं सोशल मीडिया पे सोशल मीडिया और इसमें हिंदी हिंदी के कुछ पोर्टल्स पे और ख़ास करके वो नव भारत टाइम्स के सोशल के हेड हेड हैं उनका नाम लेना जरूरी है क्योंकि वो प्रोपोगंडा ही फैला रहे हैं नीरज बदवार तो उन्होंने एक फ़ोटो शेयर किया है जिसमें पेनिस के ऊपर त्रिशूल लगा है वो फोटोशॉप इमेज है और उसके थ्रू वो नैरेटिव चेंज करने की कोशिश कर रहे हैं कि देवी स्थान को बदनाम करने वालों क्या तुम्हारी सच्चाई ये है क्या तुम हमारे धर्म को ये करोगे मतलब कि जो लोग देवी स्थान में रेप को लेके बहुत ज़्यादा तो अब उसको वापस अब लोग भी बोलने लगे कि ये साजिश है साजिश है and this is slightly different take on 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 the question the obviously the kathua case and the unnao case have been covered like wall to wall right mm-hmm. but what i feel is that there are a lot of key questions that aren't being asked of the political leadership in in this case if one for example the prime minister and the bjp party president what have they been doing about people who are one saying that this is a pakistani conspiracy a bjp a leader from madhya pradesh uh, another bjp mla in uttar pradesh saying that a a, a woman a mother of three cannot yeah, psychologically you cannot psychologically rape her you yeah. cannot rape her two ministers who have now resigned but also a bjp member who was there who was leading the hindu ekta manch rally mm. in defense of the alleged rapist so what action is being taken against these people that has been explored what? it's just general noise it's yeah that and i feel it's important because of you know how you talk about the agenda setting function of the media if if the media is not asking these questions i feel they're missing they're not doing their job entirely we carried an empty uh, yeah, column which then that. got picked up by uh, quite the a few publications and, yeah. and then prime minister modi eventually did speak but i feel it's uh, also right after he right after he finished right after he made that speech uh, all these uh, news channels the propaganda news channels they suddenly turned it completely around and said 
Rahul, it's now your turn. How will you defend your pro-rapist Neta's hmm. prime minister fires away and yeah. leaves Rahul right. speechless? That's the type of uh, jargon that was being used. Hmm. Uh, missing out on the questions that we haven't heard. Like those Any MLAs action, are still yeah. MLAs, right? And uh, yeah. they haven't even been suspended from the party. You also did a video on um, rape culture. Rape culture in what, Haryana. Just could you explain to me what what do you mean by rape culture? What what does so, that mean? Basically, in in January when there were these 10 rapes in 10 days and everyone was very shocked that thus matlab itne rapes kyun hote hai yaar that's the question that you're asking so we set out uh, me and my uh, colleague asmita nandi fellow reporter the quint we set out to haryana to try and understand that question itne rapes kyun hote hai yaar and what we realized was that uh, societal attitudes are so patriarchal uh, so intensely patriarchal if i may add that it creates conditions where sexual assault against women is... Almost is legitimate. No, yeah, normalized, legitimized, justified. And what we've realized also is that it's not unique to Haryana. That these conditions extend in different degrees in different parts of the country. But some places uh, more than others, right? There's, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Some places more than others, Haryana extremely so. And through different chapters of the documentary, you explore one victim sh- uh, victim blaming or uh, to the lack of agency of women. Jab orto ki baat kahi bhi nahi suni jati hai, to sex mein kyu suna jai? When you don't listen to the woman in any sphere of life, and these then are women. Why would sex be an exception? And mm. also the important fact that, that we touched upon in the documentary is that we spoke to a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And they were telling us how their elders and their teachers in school mm. have told them that rape is the girl's fault. Wow, okay. So we've got so the they, old they people, at, we've got the very early people. stage that kind of Yeah, we've got the regressive people and it's very the old people and it's very easy to hate the regressive old uncle, the khap wale uncle. But that khap wale uncle also in his childhood learned from his teacher. So unless we break this cycle of in educating them the wrong way, we won't really have a resolution. Hmm. And if I could just add the story that I think wasn't Yes, uh, please. Uh, covered. And it's not not to plug the quint again here, but uh, again, my my colleague Puna Magarwal did a story on electoral bonds, hmm. uh, which, sh- so the government's been going around saying oh, it's yes, anonymous. Oh yes, and that you can identify them as, earlier said that they're anonymous. Now they They've c- said anonymous, no number, <laughs> but she went ahead and did a forensic uh, test of these, and it turned out that there are numbers there which are hidden. That you can identify which that, bond is. Yeah, so you can, you can. there are actually numbers which the government or the Actually, this is a huge story. I'm surprised it wasn't picked up because this kind of completely blows to smithereens the anonymous, the whole yeah. rationale behind these bonds is gone. You've gone to the extent of putting numbers there but making sure that people can't, can't see, see it on the face mm. of it. So there has to be some ulterior motive. We've got a former RBI director who's now said that this exactly what you said, that this breaks that anonymity thing completely. Mm. But what we were surprised was... No one picked it up. No one picked it up, so... Right. Hmm. Amit. Two things. Uh, one has to do with the coverage. Uh, Rahul Gandhi uh, took out a midnight uh, can- uh, midnight candlelight vigil. Hmm. And uh, the TV was there. It was jam-packed. The India Gate was jam-packed with TV, uh, cru- TV channel crews. And uh, maybe... A number of news portals were also covering that uh, midnight vigil, and the way it was done. I mean, a nine around nine, Rahul uh, tweeted that he's going to uh, take out the candlelight yeah, vigil. Yeah, it was last minute, right? Yeah, Everyone just kind of landed up. 
and i spoke to the people uh, from congress party from nsui so it appeared that uh, these people at least from delhi were told uh, sometime in the morning or maybe in the noon so pro- even for them the protest was very spontaneous mm. so there was no no preparation besides the placards that they were carrying mm. tv covered it surprisingly and again i'm saying it was in the midnight around mm. 12 12:30 so it wasn't that late the newspapers surprisingly did not cover rahul gandhi's uh, midnight vigil at all and uh, hindu had carried a photograph from the protest i'm i'm i mean uh, it could be possible that you cannot carry a report but carrying a photo was yeah that's possi- not too late cuz yeah. they only go in for printing at what 2 am or so i'd say the newspaper at, at least the delhi mm. edition could have been stopped possibly the editors thought that you know uh, it's not going to be a big protest no not stop they for example the yeah the, no it was carried the day after that i think no it was too old to See, carry the premier league matches and the bundesliga and all that happened they start you know at night at about let's say 8 9 and they get over by 11 30 12 photographs and the report on those are published the next day so it's not too late for that yeah, i agree with you surprising hmm. so uh, that that was there and uh, and the second thing is because i have been cover- i covered uh, rahul gandhi's this midnight vigil and uh, i saw kind of people that were present there and then i was also at the not uh, not in my name protest which happened on sunday i mean it has less to do with the news cycle rather i would say it has nothing to do with the news cycle uh, but it has more to do with the kind of people and the kind of protest which happened i'm really sorry to say and people are free to judge me but what i found the difference between the rahul gandhi protest and not in my protest is i would rather prefer to as a citizen i would rather prefer to go to rahul gandhi's protest midnight vigil than participate in delhi version of not in my name hmm. now why is that i mean it's good that everybody should be allowed i mean yes uh, everyone should uh, be allowed to carry out protest in their own way and manner and fashion they want to but when you know you can spot the trend you can figure out the trend then that's a problematic issue for me if you don't talk about sasaram rape if you're talking about rape the protest is about the rampant crime against women happening in the country and the uh those in power who promise that they'll come to you know they'll beti bachao beti padhao type hmm. and uh, these uh, crimes are happening in their states also because they they are governing 21 states in hmm. the country right now you fail to talk about sasaram can you tell us a little bit about the sasaram uh, so this uh, while we were talking about kathua while we were talking about unnao another rape case happened in uh, one of the 86 injuries yeah. uh, no that's surat that's surat okay yeah hmm. so and why i'm uh, pointing out this thing is because from the stage people activist who were speaking who were delivering their speeches they were constantly referring to muzaffarnagar hmm now i don't see a point if you are protesting about one specific incident you are not talking about sasaram but you are talking about muzaffarnagar there are ulterior motives right and if you are criticizing the government let's stick to the point let's you know stick to the yeah, agenda it becomes a a bit of a free fall and and how many people were there because by what i understand for the first time i think ever in activism and and protest history the crowds in bombay were more than the crowds in delhi is that right the here was it like over a thousand under a thousand i think it was uh, between 1500 people and th- th- that's a good enough number 
Well, yeah, but Delhi, you've seen much bigger protests. Bombay, the protest was huge. Uh, and usually you see Delhi's protests are much bigger than... Because Bombay is not that engaged, you know, um, politically. But this time, the Bombay protest was enormous. I was very surprised, actually. Maybe uh, because A, mobilization was not done on that scale. And maybe because B, Bombay, a lot of Bollywood stars came for the protest. Maybe a lot of people just came to see them. You never know, I'm just saying. Yes, uh, to, to point out that, because you referred to Bollywood uh, actors, there, there was this person, I don't know whether we should uh, take her name or not she was talking you know about uh, why this this is a communal case mm. and uh, there's no option to be apolitical or not say that uh, the Kathua rape was mm. not communal issue mm. while she was talking all these things I agree with her what she she added one more thing and I was shocked personally because she said that uh, all these uh, celebrities coming out and put you know doing trendy stuff uh, just to become a trend uh, to to participate they're talking about to now and kathua because they want to become part of that trend hmm. now i have an issue with this if you have right to protest at parliament street in delhi and majority of again uh, people are free to get offended majority of people who participated in the last not in my name were people from the power cycles of the uh, delhi or maybe who who usually sit in their uh, comfortable homes and you know uh, maybe sunday was just another mm. weekend so they thought instead of mm. Uh, mm. sipping coffee in your house you go out to protest mm. so uh, if you have right to do that who was the person who said this uh, there is a senior journalist from uh, another news website Okay, you are very quiet. I have a lot of people who are जब भी लड़कियों की बच्चियों की बात हो रही थी तो बार-बार यह बताया जा रहा था कि अगर आपकी बच्ची के साथ हो अगर आपकी बहन के साथ हो तो यह वाला जो इस तरह का जो हम लोग जोड़ के देखते हैं यह तो हम लोग रक्षाबंधन के टाइम से ही देख रहे हैं तो एक पॉपुलर नैरेटिव जो होता है आप वही दे रहे हैं क्योंकि आपको लोग यह समझ रहे कि आप प्रोग्रेसिव लोग हैं आप लड़की को एक इंडिविजुअल एंटिटी के तौर पे देख के उसको रिप्रेजेंट करेंगे लेकिन आप हर बार आरएसएस और हिंदुत्व के पॉलिटिक्स को और स्ट्रेंथन करते जाते हैं usage of words huh. also right like protecting our daughters yeah. I but they I'm not your daughter they end up doing yeah. the same thing yeah. they end up doing the same thing and the other thing is that when the time is happening you don't say that 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 you you have to be responsible for the optics of how it goes out. I uh, agree. Uh, sorry, Cherry, you want to weigh in on this, uh, being only uh, woman <laughs> on this panel? I was just thinking about that. Here we are having a discussion about rape and we have four men weighing in. Mm. And I was just wondering what would have happened or how would this discussion have gone forward if this was a female-dominated mm, panel? Tell us, how do you think it would have been different? I think I, I agree with most of what Amit and Rohan are saying that uh, I... I don't think it is right to use a protest which is now turning into a brand and sort of peddling your own agenda even if not very loud and clear. And mm. I think it's absolutely necessary when we're talking about rape to talk against that that heinous crime that's perpetrated against anyone. Mm. May it be girls, may it be boys, may it be men or women. But what it has come to become is just a narrative about certain events. Why just certain events? 
aren't the others victimized enough aren't the others going through pain enough sure but i i do think that there are certain tipping points and the tipping point is usually an incident or a specific Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's like um you know the biggest problem that we had with the british wasn't that they were imposing a tax on salt but you can use that as a hinge to set off a bigger protest so, so if i may button to that hmm. the thing is there is a tipping point you need sort of a milestone where you go out and you're like because that has gotten the national outrage right, right so right. people are talking about it but that doesn't mean that you sort of speak to the insignificance of others mm-hmm. you like use that tipping point to speak for everyone for all those victims but it's not just about yeah yeah agenda Medi- step in sorry you, you were saying you know while while i completely agree with charis point i also like to respond to a lot of the what about tree that we seem to be getting online that what about this rape case what about that rape case and typically these are uh, people who would call themselves supporters or followers of hindutva and who say that what about cases where hindu go- girls have been, don't even call themselves that had, but have, uh, yeah have been have been raped the point was here we weren't just protesting against the rape itself we were protesting against the inaction that followed the rape that every institution of the state in fact exactly. even the judge was refusing to hmm. uh, take the matter here the matter till uh, senior judges of the high court intervened right. now if it comes to that the cops didn't file the charge the also, lawyers were also the, the 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 very obvious and visible optics behind uh, parties in power and in government their representatives defending that kind of uh, the yeah. accused I and mean, that is a problem yeah, the rape itself of course is a problem but the bigger problem is legitimizing the assault sorry you were saying so one thing just to add uh, to whatever was being uh, talked about uh, we the protest in both the cases the protest was not against the rape itself like the unnao thing happened a year back right. this uh, kathua gang rape january happened in 10th. january and the protests have started in april so it's the protest is yes it's about uh, it's against the rape and uh, it's f- with the demand that justice should be delivered but it's also because those in power in action tried, right yeah. that explains Not the time lag they try yeah. to defend the accused yeah, in, in both the cases exactly. that's why people are yeah but i think that's very clear to see people just don't want to get it i mean it's you know i've dealt with people you keep saying the same thing we pretend that they'll five days later they'll come say the same thing what about that trip what about that trip that's that's no, adding to sorry mm-hmm. adding to meghnath's point about uh, inaction about the government mufti gave this uh, statement or rather i would say a tweet she put it out and she's like i want to come up with a law that would give death penalty to all the child rapists the point is not that we don't have enough laws the point is even the laws that we have are not getting implemented yeah and and uh, investigating agencies compromise cases more than anything else but like um, the asimanand case the asimanand <laughs> case yeah that is something another thing but we can discuss meghnath you were saying yeah. something no i just want to mention two things i think two two things that the again the big media is missing out on one i think uh, i think rohan brought it up earlier in the discussion it's very important now for the mainstream media to say hey this piece of news is doing the rounds this is fake. fake this 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 in other fact, reasons all of why them should fake. have a busting fake news page you yeah know, so if, hmm. we 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 got this one forward so many times from shankhnath 1.3 million followers on facebook about why the kathua rape case is a sham hmm. we we saw it in so many places that yes. we eventually did an article huh. on it Debunking claim it. by claim hmm. rebutting 
hmm. like calling out their bs basically the other thing is when influencers like madhu purnima kishwar tweet out stuff like murder of asifa suspected to be handiwork of jihadi rohingyas settled by pdp in jammu region you either cover it then hmm. asking her getting her on a phoneer and asking her what proof she has uh, grilling her on on air about it or at least when someone like a prashant bhushan files a complaint against her legally officially then at least you cover that to show because what madhu purnima kishwar is saying here is going to be copied and tweeted mm. and pasted and forwarded on whatsapp by thousands and thousands of people okay please keep ha huh, sorry yeah, one last thing that i yes. want to add i mean uh, this has somehow it's, i mean it's a very uh, much smaller version of what happened during nirbhaya mm. in terms of politics uh, it's sort of nirbhaya moment for bharatiya janata party right now the way they are speaking the the way they are on the back foot hmm. and the kind of messages i remember uh, i was in du back then and uh, we were campaigning in the classrooms and suddenly one girl stood up and then she said that uh, we have got messages that congress party has uh, passed this law that any anyone who tries to rape a woman or molest her the women now has a right to defend herself and she can also kill Hmm. that there's, there's a provision in law for that right hmm. and then she quoted a provision now surprisingly uh, last day uh, on couple of group uh, hmm. that i'm part of uh, girls were forwarding these messages that narendra modi and bharatiya janata party has passed a law <laughs> and it was i remember because the same thing same message Hmm. and uh, so there are two things one is that hmm. yes the same propaganda is being peddled be what is most saddening for me maybe possibly that's my circle that i have on social media i have seen lot of women on the social media who have gone out to defend in a very different manner as in uh, why you attacking our religion as hmm. mentioned in the uh, podcast uh, so this i don't know like how what is enabling these uh, women to speak out saying that okay rape happened we want justice but then you cannot defame my religion you cannot question my faith so i think for me it's little problematic and where th- from where that is coming from i mean th- there must be someone right. behind it right if i may add i find it very problematic why we are comparing this to nirbhaya the current case the current protest to what was happening during the nirbhaya incident it is not this you would see or from where i see it i see it as a reaction to one incident or rather a momentary reaction nirbhaya the protest there was a fervor across the country the protest was continuous which is where we had the committee uh, formed so saying the ground swell there was much more than it is yes. in this time that that Absolutely. was like nationwide movement this is not this is not okay. it should be but it's but not it's not okay um on that note please keep your recommendations ready while you get your recommendations ready magnal i have a question for you you're a young man of your early 20s clearly why did you choose to become a journalist to give the cliched answer i cho- chose to become a journalist to tell stories and primarily stories that are True. told lesser than okay but that's that that was the aim hopefully okay we still do it i see every now do you have do you have any role models or idols in the world of journalism i have i looked up i look up still look up to uh, p sainath mm-hmm. uh, for his coverage on rural affairs and why did you use pastins over there no i and i said i still do <laughs> Now, mm-hmm. because I, in in your college years you look up and you try to 
uh, idolize and dream of a day when you'll get to do reports like that. Mm. Uh, peace, I not. I think. I, I hope you're more fun than he is. <laughs> 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 he can bore you to death. I mean, although I think he's done some great journalism, yeah. I do think so. But yeah, I I think there is a responsibility to be a little more. In- also, he's in Karnataka, so we can uh, get his input on what's happening there. Who's in there. Karnataka? He was in Karnataka oh, last week. I just came back on. And how's how things there? Um, so, I, in fact, India really did a poll, right, where yeah, they have uh, Congress. I think has predicted a Congress con- win. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, the, huh. the the thing about Karnataka. So this trip was of mine was just Bangalore. I'm going later in the month to cover uh, rural and coastal Karnataka. But um, the thing in Bangalore is that a lot, the civic issues that that have discontentment brewing uh, because of them. Uh, say for example, even something like the frothing lakes yeah. and all of that. Now that discontent is likely for the upper class and middle classes to come out against the Congress Party because the Congress has been in power at the BBMP, the Municipal Corporation, sure. and in the state government but in bangalore the 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 poor voter the urban poor has been considered to be a traditional congress voter so it's going to be a tussle of mobilization i feel as to who can get larger numbers out in in the city okay cherry what is your recommendation for the before week? that hmm. since we are talking about uh, karnataka there's a very interesting news placement in karnataka edition of the hindu today so with the piece right here people can see the link below with the piece right here about bjp being a uh, anti corruption party there's a paid advertorial right at the top under the brand there's name there's a banner saying for a corruption free state vote bjp and under that the, <laughs> the, the headline is about bjp second list has few controversial names and it's just continuously it goes on the copy goes on saying that how bjp has been a corruption something on this we can this is done by who This was done by uh, on a blog called Churmuri. Okay. Oh yeah, that's that's of course the former uh, editor of Outlook. Outlook, yeah. Yes. So, what is your recommendation oh. for the week? So, my recommendation for the week is a piece on Politico titled "The Genocide: The U.S. Didn't See Coming." It's by Nahal Tusi. It's a brilliant piece, which is sort of a deep dive into the Rohingya issue, and it's important because this piece almost questions. how the rights of a minority was overlooked in just beca- for the sake of what we call dem- democratic progress so are we right in doing that and we've done that pretty often where the demands and the rights of minorities are overlooked so i would definitely recommend this piece for everyone to read okay rohan quint ka piece hai kathua rape pe exposing a viral list of lies from ground zero aur dusra wire ka explainer hai is no one guilty in makkam as it blast okay theek hai oh i recommend this piece on uh, hostile witnesses on why witnesses turn hostile by a colleague of mine vakasha sajdev hmm. and in which he also talks about the simhanand case which has honestly and also the nia judge in that case has has resigned, resigned a few hours is, after the that's another story which i think hasn't yeah, been think covered I'm enough sure enough people are Digging it just made that. it to yeah. the headline of yeah. Indian Express, yeah. and none but, but I'm sure even as we speak, enough people must be digging must be because digging it's it's that. highly yeah. unusual. For those yeah. of you who don't know, um, there was a, a Mecca. It's six years since the Mecca Masjid. Eleven, eleven years, eleven years um, since the Masjid blasts, and um, the, all the prime accused have been acquitted. And just a few hours after the acquittal, the judge resigned as judge, of uh, citing personal reasons, and this blast. uh some of the accused uh, are uh, have well known rss links and one of the prime accused also was killed uh, even as the trial was yet to begin i think 
villain who's this kind of i mean it seems pretty convincing because it it talks about how a guy started a company and i don't think he had any idea to become this big and a lot of it you're just making it up as you go along there's no thought out which is true for much of life uh, but yeah i think it's an important piece to read in the current context of data privacy and and many such things on that note thank you uh, can i please uh, request you to subscribe we'd like to spend our reporters out uh, send our reporters out to report Uh, from the ground we have a karnataka election coming up we'll need a lot of resources to report on the ground there subscribe to pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and address pay address are served thank you so much for coming meghnath thank, thank you for listening viewers thank you panel thank until you. Thank next you. week goodbye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.